Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Wow, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, Welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. And I I just want to say, you know, for those of you out there, please, if you're even attached to a radio, please encourage all your friends there on the East Coast, you know, the town where my mom was born. Just please tell everybody, get out now. Don't sit there in the middle of I think one of the more understated uh, storms that we're going to get on the East Coast. And yet I know what that is like sometimes to really think about, really, you want me to pack everything up, my life, my livelihood, you know, my belongings, and you want me to drive where? Uh, and, And the answer is, it is a hard decision to make, but our hearts and prayers are out to all of you there. And I actually had to have the same phone call with the relatives. Like, yeah, I know that dresser came handed down from grandma, grandpa, great grandma, great grandpa, and get out of Dodge. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about that because the one thing that I know about this conversation is we have, we have a birthright in this life. Today, Dr. Drayvon James is joining us here today because we're talking about freedom is your birthright. Fabulous book she's put together. And when I hear that freedom is your birthright, freedom is your birthright, what if, what if everything else was set aside, all of the debates that we seem to like to have with stuff, and what if we just focused on the fact that freedom is your birthright? What would life look like? Um, And I want to say, Dr. James, founder of Everyday Peace, author, motivational speaker. uh, Look, she's like me in a lot of ways. We stepped up one day and say, you know what? I am called to speak about things that are important to me, that are important to the world, that are important to my children. It's all about empowering others, inspiring others, so that folks can build a life of their dreams. And what? What does Dr. James say? No matter what shows up, the good, the bad, or the otherwise. I say the good, the bad, the ugly. Uh, And we're going to hear about how her journey is very similar to mine in that sometimes it's hard to describe what happens when you come from nothing. You know, when you're born and you're born into this world in a time in life And on your 11th birthday, your mom gets arrested for shoplifting to get you something for your birthday. Now, that's not her. That's me. But what happens when you come from those kinds of beginnings? 
You're going to hear about that much more. Dr. James went on to earn a doctorate in uh, pharmacy, and we're going to talk about that. And now, like happy mom, two teenagers, a wife of a bunch of decades, and following her dream. Today, we're thrilled to have a conversation with her about her fabulous book, Freedom is Your Birthright. Maybe, Benny, I think you're going to be able to, you're going to have to pick a couple of them songs. Dr. James, great to have you here. It is great to be here. Awesome to be here. Okay, so I want to start out with a question I've been asking people for 15 years. I just gave a brief introduction of you and your life. And I mean brief, because you can never in, in, in 90 seconds or two minutes really describe people. I would love to know what challenges, what obstacles did you personally have to overcome to bring you to this very moment? Wow. Big question. <laughs> but I, <laughs> this is what I want to tell you. And this is what I live every day when I ha- everything that shows up in our life. We don't know right then and there, but everything is adding up to something if we take the first step and decide that it's going to be a stepping stone and not a stumbling block. So mm-hmm. as I listen to you talk about your 11th birthday and wow, you know, and I think about myself, I was born on the South side of Chicago, born into poverty, drug addiction, you have mm-hmm. it. Um, I wasn't born drug addicted, but in, into that environment. And, uh, went on to have all the challenges that come with that type of childhood and back and forth, moving around, not in the same school, you know, long enough to learn, let alone make friends and still make the decision that, you know, with a, with a very supportive mom that I wasn't going to give up despite what everybody said, I wasn't going to give up. And I always laugh when I talk to my siblings, I said, I know anybody who knew me from middle school would say, Oh, your name is Dr. What? (laughs) (laughs) so you you just don't give up you just keep going and you keep going and there's so many dark days but those were the days you know your childhood is really controlled by somebody else right and then you get into the years that you're controlling and you realize that you're bringing that same mindset it's like it's in tow it's with you the whole time unless you decide Mm -hmm. really decide to you know I'm gonna have to change everything that I thought was a stepping stone, those things, those attitudes, the way I approach life and approach it differently if I want something different out of life. And I, I get love, to that point. I love ahead, it. <laughs> I, I love what you're just saying because and we're going to get back to it. No, please continue. Please continue. So I tell people that I, I had a really interesting childhood, right? Because I grew up in, a, you know, born on the south side of Chicago, domestic violence, you name it. You could just, you know, it's the story that everybody's to- told and it's really I mean, it's a lot. If you haven't had to live that life, it's heavy. It's really, really heavy. But um, doing all of that, right, there's, you know, have you ever been in these really poor neighborhoods and you see this beautiful flower growing in the crack, in the, like in the crevice of some cement? And you could walk over it for, you know, a little kid stops and says, hey, mom, look at this. And it may be, you know, a weed, but it looks really nice. But my mom was sort of that for us because in mm-hmm. the midst of all of this, she made sure that two things happened in our life. We went to a Pentecostal church every Sunday mm-hmm. and every Saturday we went to a metaphysical church, mm-hmm. two different churches, <laughs> right? because she didn't want anybody to know that the Pentecostal church that she was going to the metaphysical church. And she didn't want anybody to know the metaphysical church she was going to the Pentecostal church. And she made us stay awake, three kids. And so I was the oldest of three. And I told her one day, I said, mom, you know, it's like the same message. 
It's the same stuff. It's just they call it different stuff, but it's the same stuff. So fast forward, I'm a senior in high school, graduated actually, and in, in the year before, the summer before I go to college, my brother gives me a book, uh, Norman Vincent Peale, The Power of Positive Thinking. Oh yeah. And when I read that book, I knew I didn't even know what the term motivational speak. I never even heard that term, but I knew that everything that I read in that book, I had used to get me to the next grade or to get me through the, you know, the next whatever horrible event that was going on in my life. I used those skill sets without even knowing that they were skill sets. I didn't even know what they were, but that's what I was doing. And I said to myself, at some point, I want to go back and teach people how to do this. And I was working at a dry cleaners. I worked at that time <laughs> at a dry cleaners and at a pharmacy across the street from the dry cleaners. I worked from six o'clock in the morning to midnight. And I, you know, what was I going to teach anybody, right? But I knew that someday I wanted to teach on these things. I went on to pharmacy school and I kept studying just everything I could get my hands on that remotely looked like peace to me. And I started, I got journals and journals and journals. And finally, I decided one day that, you know, enough is enough. (laughs) You need to get out and tell somebody these things because somebody needs to hear it. Some they've heard it before, but everybody's voice reaches somebody in particular. That's right. You know, that's right. so that's kind of how I came to be, you know, through all of the oh, my gosh, it's just so much stuff, you know, it's really it's this fabulous, life. though. Yeah, you, you live and you go through everything, you know, that child pass away, marital problems, you mm-hmm. name it. It's there in our life. You know, stuff is happening through it all. We still have to say to ourselves, we are free. Now, what's this going to be? What's, this is painful right here. This is really painful. Is this going to be a stepping stone or a stumbling block? Because the pain is here. It's real. It's happening. What are we going to do with it? Mm. It's so funny. You're mentioning this book. And I am really laughing on the inside because, of course, my mom uh, was Catholic, uh, committed suicide when I was six. And uh, history of... uh, uh, drug addiction and alcohol, not because she was an addict, because that's the way you kept people. I don't know about you, but that's the way you kept women quiet back then. Mm-hmm. You gave them, yeah. send them to Dr. Jacoby, and yeah. Jacoby writes them a little script, and, and, and then you give them that, and, and you give them a little bit of that homemade uh, uh, Italian Zambuca, and, yeah. and then mom is just happy and not noticing that dad's cheating on her. Uh, oh my gosh! Yes. But then my dad remarries this beautiful woman, right? Almost the age of my sister, and she's from the south. That was my reference to the storm. She's from the south, but she is a Southern Baptist woman. And it is so funny that you're talking about the metaphysical, because that was my mom too. And yeah. so we had both of those infused and you're so right. You know, you're so right. The messaging was the same. And yeah. I cannot believe you mentioned the book, the, um, the, 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 the book by Peel, because somewhere like 87, 88, I can't remember right after my dad died. So it was like 87, 88, 89. My mom was like in a book group on positive thinking. And so why is it that you and I, with these moms, right, here we are, and we're out in the world, probably 
unrecognizable to our high school friend. You know, I got a high school reunion. You know what they ask of me? They're like, oh, my God, we can't even believe you're alive. You know? <laughs> I didn't get arrested in 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 '69 <laughs> or something, and right. I was like, "Oh boy!" I, they said somebody texted me and said, or "Not texted. What do you say that messaging thing on Facebook?" And right. said, "Man, who'd you get to forge your doctorate?" And I'm like, "Wow, is that what you thought of me, right?" Right. Well, but this is us today. And, uh, you know, we are here in the world because you now are being called forward. You're taking and standing on the shoulders, right? Uh, That your mom, big shoulders your mom had right there. And you're standing on those shoulders, right? You know, when we're talking about the freedom that people have to choose and the fact that we don't know that freedom really is our birthright. When we come back, um, we're going to talk about What is the power? What is the power that happens when we realize, uh, especially the way Dr. James has put brought together in a fabulous book, Freedom is Your Birthright. What happens? What is the shift that happens when we realize there is such enormous power in this truth? And at the same time, it could be quite painful to have this realization. But I'm not going to talk about that. That's why I got Dr. James here, everybody. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. Tune in to E3 Influence Radio. Own your impact. Master your world. In this new hit show, Sarah Luce, empowerment coach and spiritual mentor, teaches us how to achieve our greatest potential to positively affect everything and everyone. The time is now to enlighten our minds, empower our hearts, and take energized action to raise the consciousness of our planet. Sarah shows us how with simple, easy-to-implement steps. To find out more about Sarah Luce and her E3 Influence program, visit sarahluce.com. Do you believe you are meant to live with more joy, but you're just not sure how to get it? What does the phrase, give me the joy, make you feel? Join me, Lynn Horde, every second and fourth Thursday, 9am Pacific, 12pm Eastern, on the Gimme the Joy Show, as I take you on a journey to peel back the layers so you can take back your joy. To find out more about my work as the Joy Coach, including my popular programs, Joy School and Joy at Work, visit lynnhorde.com. Are you done being afraid to jump into the life that's waiting for you? Are you ready for a real shift? I invite you to tune in every Tuesday with me, Tracy L, on the Tracy L Clark Show, where we will teach you how to live your extraordinary life. At 8 a.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio, where I will provide the tools and the steps needed to help you transcend perceived limitations and move forward with an extraordinary life. 
For more information, visit me at tracylclark.com. To see your life from an angel's perspective, book a personal consultation with Claire Candy Huff, angelic walk-in angel Ariel at Angel Healing House. Candy provides intuitive counseling, Reiki, and angel readings in person in Los Angeles or nationally and internationally via phone or Skype. She will channel the practical tools you need to transform your life. Call now, 831-277-3716 or visit angelhealinghouse.com. Are you ready to stop stress, anxiety, and low self-esteem from running your life? Join award-winning author Dr. Friedemann Schaub for Empowerment Radio and learn breakthrough solutions to switch out of survival mode and approach every day with great ease, joy, and purpose. Tune in the first and third Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific to Empowerment Radio with host Dr. Friedemann Schaub on Transformation Talk Radio. Visit thefearandanxietysolution.com to learn more. Yeah, boy. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Freedom is your birthright. Um, Dr. James, before we really, uh, you know, talk about some of the most important thoughts um, and actions you, you call forth in the book, how can folks find out more about you? How can they get a copy of the book? How can they work with you? All of the above. Wonderful. So you can contact me on my website, which is Dr. Drain, Dr. Drayvon James, D-R-D-R-A-V-O-N-James.com. And, or you, and you can purchase the book at Amazon or on my website as well. So you can contact me. We can get, get to know each other over my website. You can purchase the book on my website. And you can also purchase the book on Amazon. Freedom is your birthright. I love it. All right. So... I think one of the, the greatest realizations we have is what you talk about right out of the gate in the book. Um, but both of them, there are several. And I said this before the break. I said, you know, when, when sort of the, you know, my heart opened and the light bulb went on, that there was a truth. And that truth will set me free. And believe me, that was such an embedded part of my life in growing up with my mom, for sure. Um, I went on to study the consequences of, bro- of broken promises in my doctoral program for eight years. That's, that's how much of a conundrum this was. But then I also said the realization and the embracing of freedom as our birthright, that wasn't necessarily an easy thing for me to do. Sometimes it was pretty painful. And I want to ask you, Give us an insight as to why that paradox exists. Right. You're absolutely right. Because free, when, once we accept that we are free, there's so much power in that because the, the, the opposite is to be a victim, which mm. means that we don't have any power, right? We don't have any power and just anything could happen to us at any point in time and we have no control. And that brings about a huge amount of stress, just not knowing, constantly being in a state of chaos because we have accepted victimhood. Mm-hmm. So we say, no, we reject that. We, we're, we're not going to do that. We're going to say that I am free. 
and that's that's wonderful to be free to say that I'm I'm in a position that I can choose. And that gives us our power back. Now, at the same token, here's the scary part that a, a mm-hmm. lot of people reject. Is that it gives you the power and the heavy responsibility. Because if you are free, that means that now you've made the choice. And you have to own that and say, okay, I've made this choice. And maybe it's things are not going in the way that you would have hoped. And you're not seeing what you want to see with the power that you exercise to make the choice that you did. However, it is a risk worth taking. It is better, mm-hmm. you know, to take on the power of saying, I'm free, I'm free, I can use this, I can do with this, than to be the victim. You can never win as the victim. You can never achieve as the victim. You're always on the bottom looking up. And that's not what we aspire to out of life. Many of us are afraid of that responsibility because we're afraid of the consequences. We're afraid of the responsibility of what's going to happen if I say this or if I say that. But here's the truth. Not choosing is a choice, too. Not exercising your freedom is a choice, too. When you say that, oh, no, I won't. I, I'll i just sit here and I'll just right. accept and I'll just be in a position of blame. That's right. what not accepting. It. it gives us that freedom to blame. Right. I love that we're talking about this because, you know, many folks think that silence that silence is benign. And what I mean by that is that I think uh, you and I probably learned this uh, from from our moms, right? But not speaking up has always been something in our family. And my mom used to practice that with all of us, whether it was around a dinner table or however it was. If there was something on your mind, you needed to make a decision about how important it was And how willing were each of us, right? How willing were we each to step forward and speak it? Uh, But I will say, you know, she would always say to me, she always say, Pat, look, you, you know, you, you are somebody that you speak your mind. You just need to work on how you speak your mind. Mm -hmm. And I never, it took me like 40 years to figure out what she meant there. But the point is this. We have to step forward. The question really is, as you point your book, freedom to do dot, 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 what? Yeah. Why is this freedom important? What does it have to do with action? See, we don't think it does, right? Right. But it does. It's all connected because, let's face it, no one chooses a life of misery. Everybody has something that they want out of life, whether we think it's valuable or not. They think that it's valuable. Now, here what your stepmom was telling you and what I say too, how valuable is it to you? Mm. Whatever that goal is for you, how valuable is it to you? Is it valuable enough for you to say, here's what I need to do. And here are the obstacles. You know, I'm I'm not going to be just some pie in the sky kind of person. I I see the obstacles that they, that are between me and where I want to go. But that goal, that goal is so important to me that I'm willing to utilize those obstacles as as stepping stones. I'm going there, wherever it is I said I was going. That's where I'm going. And here is an obstacle. I'm not going to bury my head in the sand like an ostrich and pretend like it's not there. And then, oops, that's why I didn't make it. And I fell down. I'm going to stop right there. No, I see it. And even if I don't see it, when it it rears its ugly head, I'm Mm going to face it. 
I'm going to face it. And I'm going to face it knowing this is where I'm going. Once I have that type of resolve, when they say speak to the mountain and the mountain moves, that's what it's asking for, resolve. I'm not turning. I'm not turning back. Mm -hmm. I'm not turning back. I'm here. So what is it that I need to do? And by the way, I want to say at the very onset of this, I talk a lot about yeah. my organization is called Everyday Peace. Yeah. And I talk about doing everything from a place of peace, yeah. meaning that accepting the wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, yeah. totality. So in this place right here where I'm facing an obstacle, it's easy to get bitter and think that I need to fight. Wrong. That's the wrong use of your valuable energy. Yeah, you know, it's really interesting because I think for both of us, I mean, I am, um, I am a lot of things, but I'm also an athlete too. I I play a sport and I was really struck by uh, the dialogue over Serena Williams. And I'm thinking to myself, uh, wait a minute, like this is a sport. She was sticking up for herself. Uh, yeah, she threw her paddle down. And then I'm thinking to myself, I think I'm a little bit old because I come from the day of the McEnroe's. I was just and, thinking that. Uh, 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 right? <laughs> right. The McEnroe's. And who is that crazy that played with, uh, um, um, you know, that played uh, Riggs, Bobby Riggs, and all of those shenanigans, right? Right. And And I'm thinking wait a minute, wait a minute, we need to have a different conversation. And in the end, whether you're watching the celebrities in the media, or you're watching your neighbor, or you're watching your children, each of us has a right to choose how we show up in this world. And those choices for us, and not executing them, Dr. James, it causes serious, serious mental physical and spiritual uh, uh, illnesses, right? It does. And yet Suppression. we don't know that. Right. Right. Suppression. We have an obligation. We have an obligation, one, to ourselves. And two, probably even more valuable is that how we don't realize how impactful we are on the world. Everything is truly connected. So when you make the decision to not follow through on you, it impacts somebody that you don't even know, that you that you have no idea exists yet in your universe. And you may never know how impactful it is, who's watching or who needs to see Serena stick up for herself. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. We don't know, you know, if, if we miss those opportunities and they'll come around again for somebody else, but you play your part. You play your part for you. When you do good for you and good meaning when you follow through for you when you exercise your freedoms your freedom to follow through on your goals it impacts you your community your household the world it truly does it's just that deep and just that heavy no matter how small it is no matter yeah. how small i had yeah. early on in my life i had a difficult time speaking up for myself because of the fact that i never thought I was trying to hold on to everything. I never wanted anybody to be upset or angry with me because I felt there was a lack of love in my life. And if you just mm. smiled at me, if I, if I could just not make you get angry enough to leave or, you know, whatever, I, I used to suppress everything. And I realized that I'm not showing up honestly for you. Mm. I'm not showing up honestly for you. What I'm doing is flip flopping to whatever, pandering to whatever so that I could 
nurse my insecurities instead of exercising my freedoms so I could live a full life. Mm-hmm. And that's what, we, that's, what, that's what we're owed here. That is, that's the gift. That's what's in the gift bag for showing yeah, up. Yeah. The full life. Yeah. And, you know, I want to talk about this when we come back from break in your book. Um, I was reading uh, in the book the conversation you have about fear, worry and resistance. Mm-hmm. And when we come back, I want to talk about this because yeah. you present some very cool exercises in here. But sometimes we don't know that resistance. We know what that thing feels like. Right. That right. resistance can be the mother of all possibilities why do i say that the question really is what is it about this notion of hanging on so tight to something whether it be an idea whether it be a person oh that hurts oh bad i'll tell you i'm a stayer i stay way too long uh me too (laughs) it's like what the heck when we come back we're going to talk about resistance a how to recognize it two if you're resistant then what do you do with the worry and fear that literally come along with it? And three, what might be the lesson that you need to learn to physically take an action? Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back with Dr. James. Demystifying the journey on From Here to There Radio with your host, Diane Garris. Tune in every third Wednesday, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on TransformationTalkRadio.com as Diane helps you get from where you are now to the life you envision. Get ready to get unstuck and move forward. Every show features a new special segment, New Age Notes, demystifying hot metaphysical topics of the day. For more information or to work with Diane, visit DianeGarris.com. Practice living in wholeness with the body tune-up. Six classes for $89 designed for radical self-healing and self-regeneration. Heal the deepest root of any challenge. The mental body was programmed in negativity, not good enough, separate from source. You're too much, you'll never make it. The emotional body holds all the pain and trauma of emotional suppression, all the pain from this life and life's past. The spiritual body is the place you connect with your higher power, your higher self, with the image and likeness of the one. The physical body houses and expresses the other three bodies every day. Go to CorneliaStephanie.com. Evolve, become a practitioner. We need to heal, integrate, and bring into wholeness and harmony the physical body, addressing all the other bodies in order to live in our true, authentic nature. Dream on, lie high, and live adventurously on The Laura Meeks Show. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio as host Laura Meeks guides you in finding your unique gifts and bringing them to life. As a certified life coach, speaker, and veteran bomber pilot for the U.S. Air Force, Laura knows how to follow a dream. She is ready to support you so you can dream on, fly high, and live adventurously. For more information on Laura and her work, visit flyhighliving.com. Stay juicy. Tune in to Your Juicy Love with me, Una Drake, co-hosting monthly with Dr. Pat and every second Monday at 12 p.m. on Transformation Talk Radio. 
My show, Your Juicy Love, helps you find the dynamic, life-affirming love you've always wanted. Transform your relationships and bring peace, joy, and juicy, juicy love to planet Earth. For more information, visit unadrake.com. Have you been searching for a push to step out and share your gifts with the world? Allow Charlene Hess to empower you to start shedding the layers of your ego that are holding you back and begin feeling connected to your heart so that you can shine your unique divine light and share your gifts with the world. Tune in to The Charlene Hess Show, Living on Your Heart's Edge, every third Friday at noon Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more information, visit CharleneHess.com. weeped when he disappeared him and Janice Joplin <laughs> I just yeah. weep but yeah. not the way I weep when Aretha Franklin went on oh, to play wow. music in the sky I was like oh no you can't you can't I know. Mm. I know. Um, listen one more time how can people find out more about you because I know we're going to get rolling here talking about resistance so you can locate me on my website communicate with me through drdravonjames.com and also purchase the book there and mm-hmm. on amazon.com as well. Uh, and I just want to tell everybody, for those of you that are just tuning in, the book is Freedom is Your Birthright. Dr. Drayvon James is the author and my very special guest today. Um, and we're talking about many, many things, not only that you bring forth in the book, but also that you bring forth in the world. Um, I was really struck by looking at, um, you know, what you wrote about resistance, worry, and fear. And I went through this because you also put some exercises in the book that are, that are very, very important, but I love that you're talking about resistance. Why was that important for, you could have brought a whole lot of stuff in the book, but what was it about resistance that literally yeah. got your attention. And I want to give you a quick example about how mm-hmm. resistance works before I talk specifically about the book. My mom and I were involved in what could have been a life-ending car accident um, last year. We were coming home, and she lives in Chicago. I now live in Baltimore, and she was mm-hmm. visiting for the holidays. And we were hit by a hit-and-run driver. And we never saw it coming. My mom said for a split second she saw something coming, and then bam. It, you know, the car was engulfed. Everything was amazingly. It's like something you see in the movies. And we got out of the car safely, watched, you know, everything get destroyed and were not harmed at all. Mm. And so what I know about just health, I've been a pharmacist for practicing for 28 years. What I know yeah. about injury is that injury usually is worse when you brace up. Right. especially impact injuries. Mm-hmm. So if, no one could believe that we walked out of that car. And I believe it's because we never saw, we didn't have a chance to resist. We didn't have a t- chance to tighten up and attempt to remain the same. Because that's what resistance is. When a, when a challenge shows up in our life, we have 
an ego. All of us do. And I know there's so much talk about the ego. And I am probably an ego sympathizer um, <laughs> because I know that ego has its place. I, I equate ego with being like a toddler. Uh, it's there to uh, alarm you that things are not right. But that's all it can do. That's all it can do. It can cry because it's wet or it's, you know, it's hungry. But that's all it can do. It cannot problem solve for you. So what happens when a challenge shows up, the ego says something is threatening us. And we should, in our intelligent, conscious, awake mind, should turn to the ego and say, thank you for the notification. You may now return to a sleeping state. But we don't. Mm -hmm. We let the ego then go on to problem solve. And this is where the problem comes. Because the ego's goal is to remain the same to resist this, whatever it is. It says this is coming to threaten how things are. And we're trying to hold on and remain the same. And this is where we get this cycle. We're, yeah. we're stressed and we're worried. We're trying to figure out how we can remain the same. Instead of saying, but the intelligence, the, the part that our higher consciousness wants us to listen to it and say, okay, ego has alerted us that there is a situation we'll take it from here. Yeah. How we're, how we're going to do now is we're going to look at the situation. We're going to find, this is shown up. It's really, every challenge shows up to bow down and serve us. Right. Our, our higher consciousness realizes that, that, oh my goodness, come on in, dude. You've come yeah. to bow down and serve me. I'm, I'm about to next level, whatever this is in my life. But I've got to be able to see the challenge is that coming to serve me. Where is where, where am I getting ready to grow? Where is some development getting ready to happen in my life? I know at the end of this challenge, I will not be the same. And I'm super duper happy about that. Yeah. You know what I love? I looked at, I, I was reading about your experience, marriage on the rocks, uh, pregnancies failed, career took a tailspin for a bit. Your health was challenged. And yet through all of that, here you are following your dreams. I went through the same thing. You know, it's like you're in the middle of a relationship. Uh, you say yes to your dream. And then you come down with the mystery disease. And time goes by, but you're still doing your dream. You don't give that up. And then what happens with that is then, you know, your relationship, it's like you hear the words, you know what? I know you're very, very sick, but I'm called to be alone. <laughs> And then you're thinking to yourself, what just happened here? Having said that now, I don't think I could be doing what I'm doing in the world without those things happening. Isn't that part of your message as well? Isn't that is. the work you do with people to say, yes. look, there's, there really is a pot of gold at the end of this awful looking rainbow. <laughs> Yes. And I mentioned in the book, I had this friend who used to tell me, I would tell her that I was going through something and she, she would say to me all the time, well, honey, just keep on going. And when you get through, you're going to shine like new mm -hmm. money. And that yeah. used to make me happy because I felt like, oh, she knows I'm going to make it. But it used to make me so sad because early on in my life, coming from, you know, all the trauma I had come from, I never looked at it really that I had come through it. I always looked at it that it happened to me and how painful it was. And I didn't want anything else bad to happen to me. I just felt like, you know, haven't I had enough bad stuff happen to me? But really, you can't stop what you can't stop. Some things mm -hmm. you can stop, some things you can't stop. That's right. And 
if you continue to go through, she was absolutely right. You're going to shine like new money because at the end of this, there is a pot of gold. And I can tell you, in 2015, my life, I've been married at that point 20 years. Mm -hmm. If you had asked me, I would tell you we were the poster child, a poster (laughs) marriage for happy marriages. Yeah, I know. uh, (laughs) I found out 20 years in. Oh, yeah, right. You're the poster child for amazing con game. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, and, you know, these things happen. And when I was in the thick of it, I thought to myself, even in the thick of it, because I've been working on myself and studying this since I was 17, 18 years old. I said, I am in so much emotional pain right now, but I know. I know that even this has come to serve me. Now, that takes years of studying and really working on yourself because the pain is the pain. We got to allow ourselves to be honest about that. The suffering is optional. I think those are the life lessons that you and I get, though, and the conversation about this. And I think I want to go ahead and skip the break because I want to talk with you about uh, a part of the book where you clearly acknowledge that we we are the ones be, that absolutely have to step forward. And yeah, we could get advice from other people, but you really talk about the fact nobody knows you better than you. Right. Right? And, and they shouldn't. At, but, we, but how often, right, Dr. James, do we just turn our power over? You know, you, you, you buy a new outfit, you walk in, your acquaintance of yours says, oh, man, that color is just not good on you. And you're thinking to yourself, man, I love red. I love the way the red color feels on me. But now this is like doesn't like my color, doesn't like me wearing color red. And then you never wear that again. And I'm thinking that's simple, but it happens all the time. How yeah, important is it to us for freedom to really get up close and personal with ourselves? I love that example because that small thing of relinquishing your love of red because somebody else doesn't like you in it is indicative of something that's much more important that's going on inside of us. And here is the deal. We spend very little time getting to know ourselves, which is amazing because we are the only people that we are guaranteed to go through this entire existence with. Other Mm -hmm. people are going to come and go. They're here for a season and a reason and they move on. But when we wake up and when we go to bed, we're, we're still there with ourselves and we know only what our closest friends tell us about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right. Because we don't spend that time. We're so afraid to get to know ourselves. And, and I believe and know that one of the reasons that we're afraid to get to know ourselves is because we're afraid that we won't like ourselves mm-hmm. because of the things that we are ashamed of in those dark crevices. And he, self-talk is a cure for that. Yeah. Self-soothing is a cure for that. And it's yeah. really, really a simple process. And we, pro- if you have children or have ever been around children, mm-hmm. you've done it externally. You, you sit down with a small child and you rub, rub their back or whatever. You say, now tell me what's going on. And mm-hmm. they have to tell you that, you know what, I stole the Snickers bar. I, di- I know I didn't have <laughs> to steal it, but I did it. And, and they think it's the end of the world. They're going to go to jail. They're going to be in prison for the rest of their life. And, you rub their back and say, you know, that's the wrong thing to do. You shouldn't have stolen the Snickers bar. But yeah. here's what's going to here's what's going to happen. We have yeah. to talk to ourselves the same way. You know what? Now, 
And now that you are enlightened about the proper way to handle that situation, you probably won't do it again. You probably won't. And maybe, and maybe you will. I'm going to be with you to the end no matter what. I love you. And when we start having self-talk that sounds like that, which we take all the shame, the blame, and the condemnation about it, off of it, we'll be more willing to get to know ourselves and just be in our own space without the media telling us how we feel about us or how we feel about whatever and you hear about our weight or about our height, about our, about aging. The biggest thing, you know, the, the one of the best blessings on the planet is to be able to age, but then oh, we're yeah. so ashamed that we're aging. <laughs> <laughs> right. So getting to know ourselves is a huge part of being free. Is you're free to get to know who you are, your spot on the planet. You're not extra. You're not an extra person. I'm not an extra person on this planet. And I can change my mind. You can change your mind 10 million times a day. It's okay. Yeah. About what your purpose, what is, you know, people, oh, you know, I'm so ashamed. I have a friend who tells me this about herself. I, we keep working on this. We haven't had a breakthrough, but she keeps telling me this. She <laughs> says, I don't forgive myself for anything. And then she has this attractor pattern in her life where she attracts people who are super critical of her, super critical, small things for which you, nobody would be fired from that for that reason, but she gets fired for it. And I tell her, I said, you know, this is why, because you are attracting people to treat you just the way you treat you. Yeah. When you start loving you and accepting you, People will still have no other choice. You'll right. create this whole energy field around yourself where you're drawing people who love and respect you, who value right. you. Getting to know ourselves is so very important. It is the right. most it is the most important earthly relationship that we will ever have. It's the foundation for freedom. Mm. You know, one of the things uh, I, I want to really get to also in the book is where you kind of go to the punchline, really. And that is the choice is yours. And you talk about the fact that we have these, a variety of external choices. But then you say, more importantly, we have to have or exercise dominion over our internal choices. Mm. And I think a lot of times the conflict, let me just call it conflict, because it could be conflict in relationships, conflict in the job, it could anything. The conflicts come from these two things not being aligned and not knowing what to do about that. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. That is so true. And I got to tell you that part of the book came about because I was talking to my then she was 16 years old and I was talking to her about the book and she said, no, I'm not free to do what I want to do. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. And I said, to her, I said, well, you were talking about external freedoms, right? We're talking yeah. about there's a difference between external freedoms and internal freedoms and there have to be some boundaries. But we have to first exercise our internal freedoms when we do that to know that we are free to feel about to. And I want to go back. And you, you said you, you, your mom was Catholic and we have this. Well, my uh, mom never got to be my birth mom was Catholic. My stepmom was totally rejected from being Catholic. So, you know, she never really went down that path. Right. But so when we talk about religion, and, and in this, I'm just going to give a religious example. But yeah. it, it doesn't have to be religion, religious. But we think back in the Bible when yeah. um, God told yeah. um, Adam to, to name these creatures. And you, you name it. You Whatever you yeah. name it, that's what it is, right? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what it is in our life, too. Not kind of. That really is what it is. Yeah. Whatever's happening in our life, however we call it, 
that's what it is. So I like to use this example. You, you get a promotion. It's the best day of your life. <laughs> a car cuts you off on the road. Yeah. You let it go. Ah, uh, you know, you make an excuse for the guy. You know, uh, he's probably rushing to work. You're in a good place. You name it. That's what it is. It's nothing big. It's no biggie. You let it go. It's the worst day of your life. You just lost your job. The mortgage is due. College tuition is due. Same guy cuts you off on the road. Mm-hmm. You name it something different now. This is an intentional assault against you and everything you stand for. You name it. Whatever you call it. That's what this event is. Mm. And that's how important internal choice is. It sets the tone for your day, for your week, for your life. Yeah. And I love this part when you combine what you've written about this and combine that with uh, the, the dialogue, what you wrote about knowing yourself, then you get to understand that, you know, then you get to see, yeah, I may not feel free to post what I'm about to post on my social media thing, I I may not be in a position to do that because of the effect it might have on my team and my company, but I'm making a conscious decision about that, knowing that I have the right to do that. And I think the problem Mm -hmm. happens when we don't believe we have the right to do something or the freedom to do something. Even something that many people think posting something on social media, you know, we have to really look at, I know I've got the freedom to post it, but will I do it? And what factors will go into that decision? And I think that's what you said earlier. It's the difference between believing you don't have the right to do something or think something or feel something or show up as something. When we right. actually do. Right. right. You have the right. Here you have. And that what you just said right there, having the right mm-hmm. saying, you know, I have the right to do this. Now, here is here is here is where the true consciousness comes mm-hmm. into play. You have the right to do it. You acknowledge that first. It is your right. Now you're going to make a choice. Yeah. And you're going to make the choice that best suits the goals that you have. But it's good to have that right. I got that right. And I may throw caution to the wind. I may say, you know, <laughs> gone every other dream I ever had. I feel so strongly about this position. It is what it is. Yeah. And that's yeah. good to be in a place, mm-hmm. in a country, in a time, in an era where we can have those type of freedoms. That's an external freedom. That's wonderful. I still work every day. I manage a pretty, you know, medium-sized team about 30 people. And I say uh-huh. to them at the end of our, our day together, I say, I thank you all for coming in today. I know you have a choice. And someone always mm-hmm. says, well, I don't have a choice. I got bills to pay. Well, you got to right. on that too. Because not everybody's paying those bills. <laughs> you can run up the bills and then you can run away and start a new identity. We all got choices here. And when we realize that kind of freedom, we can breathe a little easier. Yeah. Then, well, I got choices. I may not want to go down that road, but if I choose to, I could. Oh, you know, I'm so glad you brought this up because I remember one of the most powerful conversations I had with my stepmom was where I was in a conundrum and I wasn't yet, I wasn't in Seattle yet. So I didn't understand the, the choices I had with spirituality, right? Because this place is uh, the most spiritual city uh, in the United States and the least religious. And every time I say that people say, no, no, no. But I had this powerful conversation with her about this conundrum. 
And she turned to me and she said something like, I don't believe in religion. And I looked at her. and I mean, this was eye opening for me. I think I was in my 30s. And she went on to talk about it. And she says, you know, if you look at people that are out there that are bringing messages forward, they're messages. And then she went on to quote Jesus. And so in in what I learned is that sometimes we don't know that we even have choices. I mean, here I am having a conversation with somebody that clearly had a strong spiritual practice and she was the epitome of optimism and uh, just guts. And I went to her about that conversation. Fast forward to where we are now, and guess what's happening? One of the largest, if not the largest, um, Christian community, Christian pastor out there, he is very clear. Religion is not, that's not good. And he talks about it, and yet he's talking about bringing the message. So we're in a world now, we have to recognize that we may change our mind, because his father is the one that changed not just his mind, but went in a completely different direction. Absolutely. Absolutely. We get so attached to labeling. And I think, you know, a lot of people reject that, you know, say, oh, I'm this or I'm that. Instead of just, I am a believer and a practicer of these truths, these foundational universal Mm -hmm. truths. Call it what you want to call it. This is what I, you know, this is what I subscribe to. And I am open. I am open. That's what this life experience requires. It requires flexibility. It requires flexibility we go back to that whole thing we're talking about challenge the challenge right. and 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 not being resistant to change you mm-hmm. see the most damage is done when we are resistant yeah to change yeah. the most damage damage relationships damage finances when you are resistant to change mm. it's well, coming no matter what it is coming and you know one of the things i love about this conversation is you nail it freedom is your birthright uh, Dr. Javon James, thank you so much. One last question. What is your personal message? What would you like to leave us with here today? And thank you so much for all that you do. The personal message that I would like to leave with every listener is that today, today, without adding one extra thing to your life, you are equipped with the tools that you need to start on your pathway to your personal goals. You're there. You you have everything inside of you today to start. Mm. Everything. Start today. Don't wait don't wait another moment. Don't wait don't look for approval from an outside person. Start today. It is so imperative that you do that. And I, I wanted to say that one last thing too. I made this sure. book so tiny because mm-hmm. I wanted people to get from the beginning to the end. You know, it's under 100 pages. I really want you to read it, study it, do the exercises. Keep it as a pocket reference. It's small to fit into your life. You can get there wherever you want to mm-hmm. go. Well, uh, yeah, I love that it is a small book. But, you know, here's the deal. Great things come in small packages. Yeah. We yeah. know that. And this is a powerful, powerful message for our time. 
Thank you so very much. I got a text message from somebody asking me who I was referring to. Uh, One of my mom's favorites, John Osteen. John, not Joel. Uh, Joel's dad, John. John. True Southern Baptist. And uh, yep, that that's what my mom was talking about. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Dr. Drayvon James. We got another hour coming up here on the Verge, everybody on the Verge Radio. We'll see you next time. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.